This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. This is Fresh FM broadcasting across the top of the south. Kia ora, I'm Pat and thanks for joining me on Fresh Start on Fresh FM live from the Golden Bay studio here in Tarkaka. I'm standing in for Grant Knobs. Hopefully Grant will be back with us soon. In the background, a lovely piece of music from Yusuf Latif. And love theme from Spartacus. Let's have a quick listen to that. So what's in the show today? Uh, between seven and eight, we'll have our usual regular look at a bit of international news from the... Manchester Guardian. We'll have a look at a bit of news from Marlborough, including an update on the roading situation over there after the wet weather. There's still lots and lots of slips and roads closed. So we'll give you an update of that between seven and eight. Um, between eight and nine, we'll have a bit of a focus on the GB Weekly, thanks to their ongoing support. Check out today's paper at gbweekly.co.nz or pick up a copy from somewhere in town. And I've got a fascinating chat I'm playing with Paul Kilgore, well-known tramper. Uh, I had a chat with Paul at his home this week, and uh, he's got a book coming out. Gone Bush. A life in the backcountry. So uh, I have a chat with Paul, and I'm playing that about ten past eight. And fascinating it is. It's Friday, the 30th of July, nearly a, the end of another month. Weather's looking a bit mm, drizzly and wet and on and off during the weekend. Let's play this music for a couple of hardy souls I saw exercising around the Takaka Triangle in the rain this morning. Good for them.
You're listening to Fresh Start on Fresh FM. Good morning, I'm Pat. We're live from the Takaka studio. Oh, a lovely gentle start of the day. Oh, I must be needing a cup of coffee. So, some lovely music there from a collaboration between Catherine Finch, uh, Welsh harpist Catherine Finch, and S- Senegalese uh, chora player Seko Keita. Uh, so, Borodar to all the Welsh speakers out there. Um, Prior to that, we had a, a live version, again, a lovely piece of music, I thought, from King Curtis, live at the Fillmore West, uh, and a version of Whiter Shade of Pale. So, we can't be gentle all the time, can we? So I thought we'd better up the, up the tempo a little bit and uh, play you some primal screen. Just what is it that you want to do? Well, we want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. And we want to get loaded, and we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. Away, well, baby, let's go. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a party. Want to do. I'm gonna get deep down, deep down. I said, I'm gonna get deep down, deep down. I said, I'm gonna get deep down, deep down. I said, I'm gonna get deep down, deep down. I said, I'm gonna get deep down, deep down. I said, I'm gon
gonna get deep down, deep down. Woo! What is it that you want to do? We want to get loaded, and we want to have a good time.
restaurant from Golden Bay playing the cure and close to me so let's have a look at the international news and have a quick look at the international news through the Manchester Guardian one of my favorite uh, international papers papers so the headlines from the Guardian today always lots and lots of interest here um, main story is in Syria where uh, Assad shells former opposition stronghold in Deira. Um, lots, of course, on the uh, Olympics, including a gold for us. So congratulations to Rowan Pair, Grace Prendergast and Kerry Gowler win New Zealand's first gold medal. Oh, medal. Well done. Going up to the uh, international news, though. Um, China's trying to liaise with the Taliban in Afghanistan. Hopefully that will result in... Uh, a peaceful outcome in Afghanistan. Certainly need it there. Interesting article about emissions uh, where they believe three Americans create enough carbon emissions to kill one person. This is a study that looks into the amount of carbon emissions from uh, Americans. Uh, it's quite a lot on climate change. There's a, uh, For any climate deniers out there, there's a really interesting 
uh, I suppose it's a video cast of a month of extreme weather put together over a couple of couple of minutes uh, a video cast showing all of the the um, extreme weather events that's been happening around the world so any climate deniers that's a good one to have a look at there's always a section on Aotearoa New Zealand in the Manchester Guardian it's always interesting to see what they pick up on um, and this is uh, the main story actually is something that we'll all be familiar familiar with extraordinary prof profits and that's the New Zealand government, the Commerce Commission, looking into the extraordinary profits that the supermarket duopoly of Woolworths and foodstuffs make. They make so much money out of us uh, compared to just, uh, I think, about just about every OECD country. Uh, and the, the government is looking at breaking up or creating a third player within the market or anyway, trying to make it a bit more equitable between supermarkets, producers and us, the customers. So that's a really interesting article there in The Guardian. And just finally, then quite obvious is the headline. New Zealand's rated best place to survive global societal collapse. So this is a study that's looked into which countries in the world um, you'd be best able to survive if there was a global societal c collapse. And they looked at things like uh, resilient communities, um, ability to protect borders from mass migration, uh, ability to grow food for the population and, uh, and ability to create energy, uh, for example, in using geothermal and hydro. And, and we come out top, apparently. <laughs> so if the, if uh, the global society collapses, we've got the best chance of surviving. That's reassuring. Um, it does go on to say that there's lots of billionaires that are trying to buy up um, parts of New Zealand to buy, build bunkers. So, yeah, interesting articles in, in, in The Guardian today uh, about Aotearoa, New Zealand. Uh, always good to have a look at that. Uh, Theguardian.com forward slash international is where I pick up these stories. So you're listening to The Fresh Start. I'm Pat. Let's have a bit more music. This time I'm going to play Odetta and Hit or Miss. Look at you sitting there 
to everybody, everybody say, be everybody else, can't you see? Down just before it rained and rode us all the way into New Orleans. I pulled my harpoon out of my dirty red bandana. I was playing soft while Bobby sang the blues. When she whopper slapping time, I was holding Bobby's hand in mine. We sang every song that Javin knew.
The unmistakable sound of Janis Joplin playing here on Fresh Start from Golden Bay. Morena, I'm Pat. Hope you're waking up. It's a pretty miserable day out there, actually. Uh, Grey, drizzly, and the rain in the night was so heavy where we were living. It sort of woke me up on the roof at one point. And I think we're going to get a bit more of that over the weekend. It looks like it's a very uh, mixed bag, as they say, in terms of weather for the weekend. Uh, That Janis Joplin song, Me and Bobby McGee, one of my favourites from her. Uh, And I just recently uh, watched a biopic on uh, TVNZ On Demand on her life. A bit of a sad character, but an amazing performer, an amazing voice. Uh, Yep, if if you like that, it's well worth uh, seeing that TVNZ documentary on Janis Joplin's life okay so we're going to have a quick look at some news out east in Marlborough so first off um, the Marlborough District Council has um, reviewed its uh, dog policy dog control bylaw 2021 it comes into effect on Sunday this Sunday 1st of August and it says our four-legged friends will be allowed back into Blenheim CBD as their new dog control policy comes into effect. Animal Control Subcommittee Chair Councillor Jamie Arbuckle, Arbuckle says Marlborough community is passionate about dogs and dog access to public places. Uh, the submissions received during the recent bylaw review reflect that, and it's fantastic that dogs will be allowed back into the CBD, provided they are on leash and under control at all times. Looks like it's the same in Picton as well. Dogs will still be allowed on leash in the CBD, 
and now will also be allowed in Nelson Square, provided they are on leash. And uh, yet, there's a whole heap, uh, whole heap. There's a whole, whole host of um, other areas within Marlborough where dogs will be allowed on leash and off leash. And full details of the changes in the dog control bylaw can be found at the Marlborough uh, website, marlborough.govt.nz. Now, I want to bit, spend a bit of time looking at uh, the roading update from Marlborough Council. Uh, yeah, it's quite extensive, and it just indicates how serious the situation was over in Marlborough with the with the weather uh, and uh, the damage that was under that was uh, that took place over there. So, roading update repairs to Kenapura Road and Queen Charlotte Drive will take months. Is the headline from this? The assessment of damage damage to the Kenapura Road is ongoing by Marlborough Roads and is likely to be many months before it is fully open. That's Marlborough recovery manager dean highford says we might be able to clear some sections of the road more quickly however full connectivity will not be possible for some quite time there are six areas of major damage damage on queen charlotte drive and this is our this is our favorite way to get to picton is to go along queen charlotte drive it's a lovely drive um, so there's major damage between picton and linkwater large number of slips between Linkwater and Havelock, including a major landslide at Pukanui. 17 slips and dropouts on the Kenapura Road. It's a huge challenge, says Dean. Um, stability of the soil and rock around the slips, washouts and underslips is our key, is our key concerns, he said. And we're not willing to put vehicles or put vehicles on unstable ground. Goodness, and it goes on and on. The Sounds Road network is quite fragile at the best of times. Maintaining maintaining it is expensive and resources resource intensive. <coughs> Excuse me. Even without a major storm. Then uh, this, I found this 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 comment from him really interesting. All this means that people who live in the Central Sounds area may have to make changes to the way they live and work for the next few months. There is no way around this. I'm afraid. I ask residents for their patience and understanding. Some people may have to relo relocate to friends or family for the time being. Goodness me. Uh, the Awateri Road Valley. Uh, first crews have arrived on site to begin work to repair the road. Large underslippers taking out the road 46.5 kilometres up it. Numerous other slips as well. I hope I Valley Road. The temporary Bailey Bridge is expected to arrive next Tuesday, which is good. Then there'll be three weeks on preparation and construction before the bridge is installed. Uh, other road status changes. Wairo Bar Road, east of the ferry bridge, is now open uh, with extreme caution. Jones Road in Grovetown has also reopened. Uh, yeah. And Council's website now has a dedicated recovery page so if you want full details of the recovery that's going on over in marlborough particularly to the roads but also any welfare packages uh, then there go to the dedicated recovery page of marlborough government so it's marlborough.govt.nz forward slash civil defense emergency management okay oh goodness me we haven't got climate change have we no no, of course we haven't. And of course, Tarkaka Hill was closed as well this week because of slips. I see that it went through some of the 
some of the uh, the repaired area, um, causing a bit of a... I think they were estimating a further week before they, they get back to where they were. But the road is open over Tarkak Hill, which is good. Yeah, so any climate deniers out there? Hmm. I guess you're becoming an increasing minority. You're listening to Fresh Start on Fresh FM. I'm Pat. What are we going to do now? We'll probably have a bit more music. What time have we got? It's 7.53, so taking this up to 8 o'clock on July the 30th, at the end of the month tomorrow. Goodness me, another month gone by. Let's have a bit of Dr. John and uh, I walk on Gilded Splinters. Always liked uh, Dr. John, and this is a good one. But I know they must be crazy Don't see their misfortune Else they just too lazy Je suis a grand zombie My yellow belt of choice on Ain't afraid of no tomcat Fill my brains with poison Walk through the fire Fly through the smoke See my enemy At the end of the Walk on pins and needles, see what they can do. Walk on gilded splinters with the cane of the Zulu. Sing about the My coffee, drink poison in my chalice. Pride begins to fade, and y'all feel my malice. Put greedy on your doorstep, soon you'll be in the gutter. Melt your heart like butter, <laughs> I can make you stutter. Think about a call, and they kill it, call, call. Walk on, kill the splinter. Call, and they kill it, call, call. Walk on, kill the splinter.
some very interesting sounds there to finish off that track by Dr. John and the Walk on Gilded Splinters. Good morning, everybody. This is Fresh FM broadcasting across the top of the south. That's South Island of New Zealand, of course. And we broadcast in Blenheim on 88.9. Let me just adjust the controls a little bit there. So as you can hear me, Nelson Tasman District on 104.8, Eastern Golden Bay on 95 and Nelson City on 107.2. And we have all of those sort of frequencies because of our, our topography and the hills get in the way of the frequencies sometimes. So we have to put in the beacons to bounce the sound around. Uh, you can also listen to Fresh FM th- live through our website as well, anywhere on the planet through freshfm.net. Uh, and if you're interested in the Community Access Radio Network of New Zealand, then you can listen to all of the Access Radio stations through the uh, through downloading uh, the app, Access Inter- Internet Radio app, and you can stream all of the uh, Community Access Radio stations live. So if you're from away and you want to keep in touch with one of your areas, that's one of the ways you can do that. Okay. Thanks for joining me this morning. I'm Pat. Yeah, coming to you live from the Fresh FM studio here in Golden Bay, uh, Antarctica. What have we got coming up before nine o'clock, which is when the show finishes? In about ten minutes, uh, I'm playing a really fascinating chat that I had with Paul Kilgore. Many people will know Paul. um, uh, A wealth of local knowledge and information, but uh, yeah, famous probably because of his tramping exploits ever since he was a child uh, and i caught up with him his home and uh, and talked with him about tramping basically around new zealand uh, and here in golden bay and he is uh, publishing a book uh, coming out later this year entitled gone bush a life in the back country yeah and what a fascinating life he's led uh, leading what a fascinating fascinating life he's leading it was lovely catching up with him uh, earlier on in the week and of course uh, between here now and uh, uh, talking with Paul about in about 10 minutes about 10 past 8 and uh, well, later on we'll have a look in the today's GB weekly see what the headlines are see what's happening locally in Golden Bay and also what's uh, what upcoming events are going to be happening so t- today 30th of July Friday yeah what we now over halfway through the year isn't that amazing years fly by uh and 10 years ago um amy winehurst uh died and i thought we should actually play a track so this is a real paired back version or a live version of her track um love is a losing games lovely version so in memory of amy winehouse winehouse let's let's play this okay <laughs> You were I who was a flame Love is a losing game Five-story fires You came Love is a losing game One I wish I'd never played Oh, oh And now the final frame Love 
as I lose again Later I'll buy the band Love as I lose it hanging It, it was more than I could stand Love as I lose it hanging Self-professed, profound Down the tips of Though you're a gambling man Love is a losing hand Though I battle blind Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Abby Koiti there and a track called Wasay. So thanks for... Uh, and earlier on in the week, I called up with uh, Paul Kilgore um, and um, I had a chat with him in his in his lounge. A lovely chat it was as well. Now, Paul is very well known here in Golden Bay and uh, he's a bit of a tramper. In fact, he's a tramper extraordinaire. Uh, and yeah, he's got a book coming out called Gone Bush, uh, Life in the Back Country. Um, later this year, that's coming out. So, uh, yeah, it was really interesting catching up with him. So here... Here's this chat. It's it's yeah, it's fascinating stuff. So thanks, Paul, for talking yep. with us. Oh, you got a book coming out, Gone oh. Bush. <laughs> oh, What's yeah. that about? <laughs> yeah, Patrick. Yeah. Um, yeah, they finally cornered me into writing a book, which uh, had a lot of resistance about it. But anyway, it's all about me tramping from the from the early days when I was a very young school kid and used to wag school and sneak away from home at the night and go off exploring and have wonderful adventures. And um, yeah, I explored across the farmlands and out to the remote beaches through Kauri forests and real adventuring. And um, I always had this feeling that I wanted to go further and further. And as I got older and older, I certainly was able to go much further. And So where was your childhood? Uh, Northwest Auckland, a little place called Waimaku. I was right. born at a place called Helensville. We had a lot of freedom in those days. There were no sort of no small small blocks, no lifestyle type blocks. It was all just vast area of land. Nobody seemed to know who owned what, and there was a lot of wild country. And we just wandered through and mm. met lots of people. There were a lot of Maori people, elderly Maori people. There was Marae land, Maori land nearby, and I used to talk to elders who were living in little old huts. I was absolutely fascinated by how people could be so comfortable in a real basic hut with a dirt floor. I remember the dirt floors were really shiny, swept so well, so clean, and these people made me feel, uh, made me welcome, welcomed me and fed me. And so actually Fantastic. a couple of occasions I ended up staying overnight because I got caught in a big storm. Wow. In those days, my parents probably just assumed that I was sheltering somewhere and never seemed to be too worried. Um, but as I got older, they seemed to worry more. <laughs> 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 so this is where the initial interest in tramping came from then it was yeah but i couldn't talk to too many people because i wasn't meant to wag school and um I wasn't <laughs> and at night time nobody knew that i'd climb out the window and go off exploring i remember one occasion i was only about four or five i had climbed out the window on a frosty morning and got halfway through the paddock of uh, sleeping cows and must have crawled up and against a nice warm can. That's where Dad found me sound asleep. Oh, oh. <laughs> what age was this? Oh, about four or five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was sort of a secret between Dad and I. My brothers and my mother certainly didn't know what I've been up to. At school, I was um, I had a lot of difficulty reading and writing. I never I read my first book at the age of sixteen. That was quite a simple book, Winnie the Pooh, actually. And the big part of that book was the, this adventuring, these adventuring creatures, which sort of stirred something in me. Um, but I could read a map. An uncle gave me a map, a topographical map, at the age of about five, and I could understand this map. I could read this map. And thirty years later, when I reached the countryside where that map depicted which was just south of Nelson Lakes National Park. It was like walking into familiar country, as I'd imagine wow. this map it really was. So you was. could visualise it. I could visualise yeah. a map, but I couldn't read words, couldn't <laughs> write words very well. So that was, um, yeah, the adventuring streak was in me at a very early age. And you've not stopped since? I suppose. I'm still, yeah, that's right. I haven't stopped since. I've sort of slowed, slowed down a bit now and again, but... Um, the desire to go tramping is still there. And and this is... And strong. 
And this is real tramping. So uh, just to put it in context, what's the longest period of time you've been away from civilization on a tramp? Well, I did a, a traverse from Pusica Point in southwest Fieldland to home here, and that took exactly 100 days. 15 of those days were rest days. I actually wasn't aiming for any particular time limit on that. Um, I did touch on civilization here and there to restock supply, but basically I was on my own and just taking one step at a time and enjoying every every moment. So, so that's traversing just about the whole of the South Island. It was yeah. without without coming into contact with civilization, except to pick up a few supplies. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. this takes a few a, takes the concept of tramping to its extreme, really, doesn't it? That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Another trip I did was a 28-day solar tramping trip, probably about 20 years ago now, um, in the in the mountains inland from Hokitika, crossing back and forwards on the main divide a few times. And that was a 28-day solar trip. And I remember waving to someone across the river on day four, and I think I waved to a helicopter on day 12. And on day 26, I came across a police search and rescue, end of search and rescue exercise barbecue, which they invited me to, and I <laughs> accepted quite happily. So but between those times, I never saw anybody, and it was wonderful. And you had to take the food for 28 days. Uh, yeah, well, actually, it was to be a 14-day trip initially, and I had food for 14 days, and I was in an area where the hunters had just left. It was after the raw season, so the hunters had left a lot of their dry food and got <laughs> fresh food. There was notes, help yourself, so the huts were just full of <laughs> food. Oh, so oh. I got to a point, a remote farm, where I sent a message out to my safety person to say I'm carrying on for another two weeks, and, and mm. also mailed him my, my um, intentions. Wow. that next two yeah. weeks yeah. yeah is there one tramp that stands out is it either of those toys there's something special that you've done that really uh, is the epitome of why you do tramping because i want to ask you why do you do yeah. it as well but you know so is there one that really stands out yeah i think aspects of the um of the traverse through the south island from pusica point to home there are aspects of that where i had on one occasion up to i think it was 14 days without seeing anybody and and that at times during that 14 days there was this wonderful sort of euphoria of, of being on my own in these mountains with care and fantails and all sorts of birds around me and just 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 me there enjoying this the scenery uh, to the north i could remember to the north i could see the top of mount cook and just to the west of me i could see mount aspiring and thinking i'm the only one here mm. you know there was an incredible feeling almost mm. overwhelmed mm. of this is amazing i'd also got into a point during that time where it was almost like a meditative process and i coined this phrase which actually the last line in my book is one step at a time mm. is really good walking mm. and by doing that i mean i was focused on every moment mm. you know mm. i got away let go of this idea in my head of my goal of where I'm going to be at a certain time that just didn't exist anymore. Just living the moment. Yeah, and mm. I was really living the moment. Mm. You know, I've sort of thought about it and tried it a few times, but this time I was actually doing it, and it was, mm. it was wonderful. So why, do, why? Have you worked out why you love trapping so much? Being on your own in the back country, away from civilization. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people ask me that. I sometimes think to be asked that means <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> but, um, it would be hard to give an answer. Um, you know, people want to know something. It's I kind of wonder: do they really 
are they really able to grasp it? So I try and simplify. Uh, um, feeling of achievement. You know, you've done something that feels really good. Oh, it's like, and you set yourself a challenge. And you're the only one that's got to do it. You know, you've got to accept the challenge. Whether it be stop the hud with firewood on a wet day because you're spending another day there or going over that mountain range or trying to work a route through that mountain. It's your own personal challenge. And and when you've done it, you've got this amazing sense of achievement, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really, this, it really feels good to be alive, you know, mm-hmm. in the moment you're, you're here enjoying this. So mm-hmm. What I... What I enjoy also is just having a, a rest day you know if I have to have a rest day and because you know it's raining or something I just feel like a rest day I sometimes write an entry in the visitors book that says how good it is to do nothing all day long and then after having done so to relax <laughs> <laughs> some people don't understand that but that's quite love to I'm talking with Paul Kilgore uh, about his tramping and about his book called Gone Bush which is going to be published later on this year mm. um, you're going to choose us a bit of music and then we're going to come back to Golden Bay and talk about some of the tramps around here yeah. so what piece of music have we got oh I'd like you to play uh, The Wayward Wind Gogi Grant has a very nice version I think thank you very much here it is <laughs> So that was Gogi Grant and The Wayward Wind, chosen by my guest, Paul Kilgore. So, Paul, let's move a bit 
a bit more local. I just saw a picture of you dressed up as a wizard in a dock hut somewhere local. What was that about? Oh, it's amazing what goes on in Department of Conservation huts, especially if you involve the Golden Bay Tramping Club. Should I say Golden Bay Alpine and Tramping Club? Uh, we have a midwinter feast. We usually walk into a hut somewhere. On this this year, it was the um, Farifarangi hut, and uh, we walked in with all manner of food and drink and uh, and costume, and had a wonderful night. Twelve of us were there. We had a wonderful night, dressed up with all sorts of things. Um, I found a wizard costume was very easy to carry, just two pieces, a hat and a, and a gown uh, <laughs> to complete the scene, no makeup needed. <laughs> and Farafarangi is a lovely little walk, isn't it? From Did you come in from Wainui? We did, yeah, just yeah. a couple hours walk over the hill from Wainui. Uh, the hut is an old, um, probably some people, most people know, it's an old original homestead built in the late um, 1890s, uh, very well looked after and very people who stay there really enjoy it despite the ghost stories um lots of ghost stories there's there. a lot of ghost stories about that place <laughs> it, it is if, for people who haven't been to it farafarangi uh, on the abel tasman coastal track near the golden bay end it's a lovely spot it it's really a beautiful is. beach yeah. and it's a really interesting place to stay yes. if you haven't been there yeah, on, and on that night it was raining raining heavily um, rain, the wind was shaking the hut, and rain was beating on the roof, and the nearby sea was roaring. It was really wonderful atmosphere, especially with a warm, cosy fire going. <laughs> so, from where we're sitting now, though, Paul, because I want to keep talking about places people can walk and tramp in mm -hmm. Golden Bay. From where we're sitting now, in your in your in your lounge at home, we can just about see just about see one of your favourite peaks, which is Parapara Peak. That's correct. Why is that special? Well, it's right there in full view of me. Um, it's my peak. I call it my peak, my maunga. Um, I love going up there. And um, although in, in recent years, I, I don't like going up there for a day trip. It, it seems such a nice place to just go for such a short time. So I've, I go up there and camp for the night. I've got a few little cosy places I can stay up there. And, um, it's just got a lovely atmosphere. It's open top. And it really feels like you're in the heart of Golden Um all around you is this uh, beautiful coastal scene of Golden Bay and leaning the other direction that blends in with the mountains and land the inner southern south towards the mountains of uh, Kahurangi National Park. It's a wonderful place for sunsets, moonrises, moonsets and sunrises. Mm. Um, and you can do it in a day, although it's quite a quite yeah, a long quite, walk. Quite in a, day. a long walk, five five to six hours one way up. And coming down not much faster either because it's quite steep, it's so true. it's uh, quite a slow journey. I've, I've not got to the top. Mm. Uh, my knees give out, unfortunately, oh, after a few yeah. hours, especially on the coming down bit. Oh, what a but, shame. But what? just recently we did actually see the top because uh, we had, took a flight with Mitt. Flight oh. with Mitt. Oh, cool. And yep. he circled around our house and he then he took us up to the top of Parapara Peak oh, and circled around. Yeah. And it looks just lovely up yeah, there. Yeah, to fly with Mitt it gives you a great, a great opportunity to see parts of Golden Bay you wouldn't see any other yeah. way. And Mitt's very knowledgeable and he is. Um, very helpful. Yeah, yeah. And a very safe pilot. So, tramping in Golden Bay, obviously, uh, the Abel Tasman is great. The, the Kaharangi is our doorstep, uh, mm. including Parapara Peak. Uh, one of my other favourite spots is to go up into the Cobb, uh, partly because uh, you can drive a lot of the ascent. Mm. Um, is that 
another spot that you oh the Cobb Valley is an absolutely wonderful place it's uh, despite the, the rather rough and windy and narrow road there um, it's well worth it it's um, a place you can get to like an old glacier valley it's probably the northernmost glacier formed valley in mm. Golden Bay and you can get right to that valley right and, um, and begin your tramping from right there it's very use very mm. handy that and mm. there's some really lovely places um, just a couple of hours up the Cobb Valley itself there's little huts like Chafee's Hut and the Cobb mm. Tent Camp, the Cobb Hut and of course Fenella Hut and then off to one side is the Alpine Hut of, um, of Lake Sylvester. Um, yep. Very easy to get to, very mm. safe mm. places and Lake Sylvester is a great place to go in winter. You can take your family up there, play mm. in the snow and have a warm hut to stay at overnight. And on the other side is one of my favourites, Mount Peel, is it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. another one where you can walk for an hour or so and be above the tree line. That's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. really lovely spot up there yeah. too. And Mount Peel itself has wonderful views of, of the countryside around there. A good view up the Cobb Valley and a good view southwards towards the Karamir River. Mm, mm. It, it's, and if you want to, you can walk over across the tussocks to um, Mount Arthur as well and come out yeah, on the Mod Valley side. Yeah, the Mount Arthur tableland. Um, got quite a network of tracks and huts and mm. that's a lovely place too very mm. easy access so mm. the Cobb Valley is quite a special place in many ways it is I remember going up there once counting kiwi calls uh, yeah, yeah. this was at night time and yeah. there's a whole group of volunteers yes. and we stayed up there yeah. and we had to sit in one place and listen for kiwi calling yes. and then yeah. other groups were around the valley and then they triangulated where the yeah. Kiwis were. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. yeah, I've been involved in Kiwi monitoring work on the Hefe, and there was one particular time of the year, I think it was, come in what time of the year, but for about three days in a row, all over New Zealand at a particular time between 9pm and midnight, there were people at certain spots monitoring Kiwi calls. The Cobb Kiwi are on the increase thanks to the dedicated work of Friends of Cobb, yeah. and then across the other side of the tableland and the... Um, the Motueka Valley side, it's yeah, the Flora, um, Friends Flora, of Flora. Sorry, Flora, Flora, yeah. yeah, the Flora stream. Is the Friends of Flora have a real extensive trapping program there. Friends of Flora trapping program and Friends of Cobb actually meet now, mm. and um, people are noticing um, Kiwi moving from one area to the other, which Fantastic. is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kiwi being heard, I know someone who lives at a place called uh, Moonsilver Forest in Barren Flat. He's been there since 1974 and has never heard Kiwi until just a couple months ago. So oh, it appears that the... Cobb and the Flora Kiwi are coming back, coming across yeah. here and meeting each other, which is wonderful. Just, just to finish, tell us about your book that's coming out. It's called Gone Bush. It's going to be published later this year. Yes. This has been a bit of a, an adventure in it, its own right, I think. Lee. It sure has. For over a year now, it's been quite an adventure. Um, Harper Collin Publishing. Someone, someone mentioned someone who mentioned someone else who mentioned me to someone who knew someone in Harper's <laughs> Collins, and that, well, that was it. And they finally found me and um, wanted me to write the book, but I, I'm, I'm, I have trouble writing, <laughs> printing things, and uh, writing things and sitting in the computer. So they, uh, it's been done through a ghost, ghostwriter. Um, it was taken a year. Been quite a challenge in many ways because I do have this thing about. You know, my story is my story, and there's lots of people got their own stories, but um, uh, it took me a little while to get over that one. That Obviously, they want my story. So, yeah, this book is coming out um, in a couple of months, I think, uh, either October or November. Um, 
Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. It's been quite a process. And so it's an account of some of your tramps and your starts, stories. It starts from my life as a school kid when I used to wag school and go exploring, mm. and um, up to the current date, right up to now. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much, Paul. I look forward to reading the book. Um, yeah, and that's going to be coming out later this year, and it's called Gone Bush. That's Paul Kilgore. Thank you. And what an amazing chap Paul is. Uh, and yeah, do look out for his book coming out later this year, Gone Bush, A Life in the Back Country. And uh, the track he played by Gogi Grant was interesting as well. I had a look up that. I mean, it was a live recording from 2004. Uh, but Gogi had the original hit with that in uh, in the uk in 1956 so when she sung that version she was 80 so what an amazing amazing woman an amazing story that is and that from, from that song the wayward wind uh, chosen by paul kilgore and yeah look out for his book uh, gone bush coming out later this year okay this is fresh start coming to you live from golden bay uh, i'm pat let's let's go have a bit of a trip to the pacific islands here <laughs>
This is Fresh Start coming to you live from Golden Bay. Uh, let's have a look at the uh, the GB Weekly for today, Friday the 30th of July. Pick up a copy in town or go to their website, gbweekly.co.nz. <clears throat> Excuse me. A lingering winter cold. So the front page dominated by a picture of very muddy rugby players and the... Uh, the gold and black looking very jubilant. And the headline is Collingwood, Collingwood crowned champions. And it was a picture of the try that wasn't quite uh, agonizingly close. Collingwood players, Steve McClellan, try, inverted commas, against Stoke on Saturday. But it was quickly ruled out by the referee. But Collingwood were crowned Nelson Bay's Division 2 champions last Saturday afternoon, lifting the silver Cup capped off a sensational run for the black and gold who have lost only one game all season. Game ended 3-0 and there's extensive coverage of uh, the game on the front page and lots of pictures inside the GB Weekly as well. Uh, yeah, pick up a copy of that. Uh, I'm going to have a look at what else is inside, <coughs> excuse me, inside the GB Weekly and I'll come back with some of the headlines. It looks like it's a really full paper this week uh, and in the interim... We'll play a bit more music. Uh, yeah, I think I'll play this for, one, uh, for, for Wendy, because I know she likes this group. Another day in this carnival of souls Another night settles in as quickly as it goes. The memories are shadows, echo the page, and I can't seem to find my way home. And it's almost love. Your heavens trying everything Your heavens trying everything To keep me out All the places I've been And things I've seen A million stories that made up A million shattered dreams
heaven's trying everything Your heaven's trying everything to break me down Five Finger Death Punch uh, Just for Wendy, Far From Home Great track And I always thought the, the band's name was, come, was named after the, 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 the scene in Kill Bill uh, Where David Carradine gets hit in the chest and, and, and dies after five seconds or something like that Because of the Five Finger Death Punch But I'm not sure if it is It's certainly the name comes from martial arts uh, yeah, where the, de- the the five finger death punch hits you in the chest, and after five seconds or five steps back, you your heart explodes or something. So interesting, interesting, but a great track, great band, five finger death punch, and far from home. Yeah, enjoyed listening to that, and uh, going had a look at the same time I was looking in the GB Weekly and uh, looking for some of the the highlights. And there's, there's some great photos in the GB Weekly, absolutely fat, great ones. And 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 one of them is unmissable. The the the, the, the heading on the on the article is unmissable mountain bike doco and it's a picture of filmmaker rob dawson uh i'm not sure where it's set but it's a long gravel road in the mountains sets his sights on a new horizon during the tour to waipunamu in february this year so this is rob dawson making a film on uh the tour to waipunamu across the south island um yeah apparently rob was going off on a trip to do filmmaking in germany uh that all called, called came to an end so he, he met up with um local mountain biker and bike packer brian alder uh, and uh, he's made a film about the torti waipunamu project yeah so that's uh, one to look out for so yeah stunning scenery again we live in an amazing island don't we going down the gb weekly uh, there's the the always interesting letters page you'll have to get the paper if you want to read the letters um interesting uh, article on men's yoga as well bust myths men bods um yeah and it's seen as predominantly a, a an exercise for women um but it's not it's for everybody and there's uh, uh, encouraging men to to take up yoga as well Certainly helps me. I try to do it a few times a week just to stretch the old body. Uh, so that's uh, good. Then there's some courses, I think, starting on Wednesdays. Men's Yoga on Wednesday. Uh, and you can book through Bay Yoga. NZ at gmail.com. What else have we got? What else have we got? Uh, another really interesting article from Seoul down to a spring cropping. I shall have to read that one later. I've got my I've got my early potatoes chitting a bit early, but uh, keen to get the potatoes in the ground. And so has got a list of garden jobs for August. And then there's another interesting picture of the damage to Takaka Hill from the from the slip just recently. Uh, what else we got? More pictures of 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 the successful Collingwood rugby team. Well done again. And I know there's another really interesting article a bit further down in the paper, digging into the history of the Motupipi estuary. Uh, so I know that area quite well, and I can't recognise any of these pictures. Uh, so I'm going to have to have a good old look at these at these pictures in this article. A 1994 archaeological survey found out lots of interesting things, and the pictures there: lime kiln, kiln at Motupipi, built in 1842. 
no idea where that is. Um, another detail of that lion kiln. Uh, two of the many Kumara pits uh, arranged in rows along both sides of the Motupipi Pass site. Uh, and then in the estuary, remnants of the old stone wharf that served the first coal mine built in 1842. And of course, Golden Bay, not only known for its gold, but known for its cold as cold <laughs> known for its coal as well uh, and so really interesting uh, and if you haven't been to the motto pippi estuary area and there's new walks on the hill there and uh, mountain bikes it's really interesting to to have a look around there okay <clears throat> excuse me still got a bit of a frog in the throat let's continue with some music and then i'll find out what's coming up in golden bay in the upcoming events section of the gb weekly so this is a a track from Moby. It's called Natural Blues. And uh, I hope you enjoy. I, I enjoy this. Oh, Lord, in my trouble so hard. Oh, Lord, in my trouble so hard. Don't nobody know my trouble but God. Don't nobody know my trouble but God. Oh, Lord, in my trouble so hard. Don't nobody know my trouble but God Ooh. 
trouble so hard Don't nobody know my trouble but God Don't nobody know my trouble but God Moby and Natural Blues there. Nearly time for me to go, but we've got time to have a look in the GB Weekly and see what's happening over the weekend and later on as well. So, uh, yeah, it looks like there's a full programme of football. Golden Bay Bay Football Club fixtures. Looks like the juniors and the youth are playing up at the Rec Park uh, in the morning, Saturday the 31st of Ju- July tomorrow, uh, the Shield Maidens have their game against the Nelson Suburbs FC Swans up the Rec Park at one o'clock. And the men, uh, the I think it's, yeah, the Premier Division, their men are playing the Sprigginfern Tahuna first. So that's the Golden Bay Mountain Goats playing the Sprigginfern Tahuna at three o'clock at the Rec Park. Also at the Rec Park on the 1st of August, we've got Golden Bay Netball Club 2021 Finals and Prize Giving Day. Scrolling down, what else have we got on? Let's just have a look through, see what else is happening in Golden Bay. Uh, Oh yeah, this is something I was thinking about going to. This is Fruit Tree Grafting Workshop at the Sustainable Living Centre, Sunday 29th of August. Uh, Yep, and um, that's at the Sustainable Living Centre, 29th of August uh, on Waitapu Road. Yeah, and you can find information from from the centre. That might be quite interesting, if you're interested in in growing your own fruit. What else have we got? Must be more things on this weekend. Seed Saving Workshop with Sol Morgan at Tarkaka Library. Tuesday the 10th of August, 6pm to 8pm. Yeah, interested in saving your own seeds. The Raft, is that the uh, the Playhouse, the Play? That's at the end of July and the beginning of August at the Playhouse and Park Avenue. Tickets from Stitch and Sew in Commercial Street. Musclewind's got uh, Pickle Darling tonight, uh, not tonight, tomorrow night, Saturday the 31st. Lo-Fi Bedroom Pop Masters take a cosmic tour through New Zealand interesting roots and fruits birthday special at the roots bar t- tonight friday the 30th what else we've we got we've got black widow coming to the village theater as well that'd be quite entertaining and of course this weekend is the apatarka country club pig hunt registration closed today at wrightson's or at the apatarka country club let me see if i can find out when it closed yeah Entries by 5pm tonight if you want to go into the Pig Hunt 2021, the Apatakaka Country Club. Okay, Golden Bay weather forecast is there as well. And like I say, it looks like it's a mixed bag for the weekend. Uh, hopefully it's dry, dry for the for the football and any other sport over the weekend. And of course, take Paul's advice and go for a tramp as well. Okay, we're going to play out with Grace Jones. This is in the background now. she's out of control I don't doubt it anyway thank you for listening this is Fresh Start coming to you live from Golden Bay Uh, I'm Pat I'm away for a few weeks 
I hope you've enjoyed the show today. Show today. Show today. (laughs) Thanks to Paul Kilgore as well for a really fascinating chat. I really enjoyed talking with Paul. What a mine of interesting, what an interesting life. And look out for his book later on in the year. Gone Bush, A Life in the Backcountry. Thanks for the GB Weekly as well. Pick up your copy. Uh, Go to their website, gbweekly.co.nz. Okay. What have we got? Just before nine o'clock on the 30th of July. See you next time. Bye-bye.
Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.